daily game plan for success. It's Sacks in the Morning. Steve Sacks. Hi, Steve Sacks here with Sacks in the Morning, and welcome to Tuesday, May the 9th. Yesterday, we talked about loneliness and what that is all about and how we can maybe help some of that stuff, which has been a pandemic in this country as far as I'm concerned. But today we're going to talk about jumping to conclusions and analyze that a little bit and how we can kind of make that better. So we hear it all the time about jumping to conclusions and it sounds like a terrible thing. It can't be a good thing as far as I'm concerned, but what causes people to jump to conclusions? And my my answer is that the reason they do it, they jump to conclusions in their thinking patterns because they fail to realize they're missing all the facts or they have overconfidence in their analytical abilities. Jumping to conclusions can also result from preconceived notions or prejudices or unconscious bias rather than real-time information. So when people jump to conclusions, uh, lots of times they jump to the worst conclusion. And there's something to this too. Some people let their minds jump to the worst possible conclusions. And you know, there's something about this called catastrophizing or catastrophic thinking. It's a habit people get into for various reasons, and it can be very difficult to break. So in catastrophizing, here's an example. If your friend is about to get on a plane and your first instinct is to worry about it crashing and going down into flames, you may be prone to this way of catastrophizing. And it happens to many people at some point in their lives. It might be the result of your previous bad experiences that you can't shake or it could be linked to a mental health issue like anxiety or chronic depression. Now, according to Linda Blair, she's a clinical psychologist and columnist at The Telegraph, catastrophizing is an unhelpful habit that people fall into in some way. And she says that nobody is born a catastrophizer. Babies are not born catastrophizing. It's a protective mechanism because we think, well, if I think the worst and it doesn't happen, then I'll feel better. Unfortunately, life doesn't work that way. By thinking catastrophically, we are actually making things worse because our unconscious mind doesn't distinguish emotionally between what we imagine and what really happens. So you're living through an experience two times. And doing it twice, one of them is guaranteed to be bad because you're thinking the worst. So in the end, it really isn't very protective. It causes great anxiety because the emotional side of your brain, the amygdala, is thinking that this is really happening and it's bad. So people may learn the habit of a catastrophizing because they've had a bad experience that they didn't see coming. So to protect themselves, they start imagining the worst possible scenarios in every situation because they don't want to be caught off guard again. And they may think to themselves that going through the worst situation in their mind will mean they get over it and it's done with, but in reality, it isn't logical at all. So here's an example about the plane crash thing. She asks her clients to look at the stats of airline crashes on their phone. Then she tells them to look at the stats for crashes with that particular airline. And then you say, okay, wait a minute. So you said you're 100% certain that this terrible thing was going to happen, but what percent would you give it now? And it's always way, way, way lower. So people can see how they can start to trend the other way and start to maybe break that impulse of automatically thinking the, the most terrible thing. Another solution she recommended is making a list of your most calm and sensible friends and telling them that you may phone them once in a while as sometimes you feel out of control. So it's really a support mechanism that you have. So the best way to gain perspective on this worry is to talk with someone else and put it outside of you. You don't have to rush to a therapist, but it is hard work. It takes a good season, a good three months, sometimes six months, 
to start to change the habit. And that's the essence of what this is all about, changing that habit. You'd be surprised at how many people actually think like this. You know, it's not a horrible thing. It's just kind of reality. You got to be kind to yourself and patient and recognize that the more emotional you are, the more likely you are not to remember to do it right. So then when you're calm and things are under regulation, you get a chance to be logical. So in essence, and kind of wrapping this up, what, what are some things you can do? Well, if you start feeling this way, you need to check yourself. Talk to that person that you confide in and try to get things done in a more reality-based type of a scenario than the emotional part. How much is based on emotion? Probably a lot. Maybe it's some things that you had to deal with in your past that actually happened or in some ways you know of some people that had that went through a catastrophic issue and you try to relate that to yourself. It's not the most logical thing to do. Maybe it's some headlines that you've read and you know you kind of got that stuck in your brain. But how much of it is actually real information? How much of it is logic instead of emotion? And if you start to work on that over a period of time, you can break this habit and not jump to so many conclusions. And that's my short for today.